0: Welcome to the Reclaiming the Image. Black Podcast. I am your host, Kareem J. Daniels, and today I am joined by Long Haul Trucker. Uh, one of the infamous bass night twins <laughs> <laughs> out of out from what Plymouth
1: yes
0: North Carolina miss Mika bass night said hello to the peoples hello
1: everyone
0: so um have you watched the podcast before I have not okay so the podcast is dedicated towards, uh, us, uh, and I mean, black people, when I say that reclaiming our mm-hmm. image and telling our own stories, um, in whatever fashion or form they may be. Um, how long ago did you graduate? From college? Yes.
1: I graduated December of 2018.
0: Okay. So, for the audience, um, I was in uh, beautiful Elizabeth City to watch her and her sister graduate from Elizabeth City State uh, HBCU. Uh, it did my heart proud. I think I shed a couple of tears while I was taking pictures. Uh, but mm-hmm. it was it was great to see the family be there because uh, you guys uh, don't know how far we've come. Mm-hmm. From the little house that we lived in around the lane to college graduates, that's a big move. So thank you guys for extending our legacy as a family. So I'll give you a clap for that. (laughs)
1: Thank you.
0: And you have a degree in what?
1: I have a degree in psychology.
0: Okay. And to my surprise, a couple of weeks ago, it popped up on my feed that you are (laughs) now Uh, a CDL licensed driver. I am. So I am proud of you for that, too. Thank you. So how did we go from psychology to CDL?
1: I have no clue. Like I totally deviated from my degree. Um, In a sense, to be honest with you, because with the way the world is set up today, you have to be (laughs) I'm not going to say, well, you have to have an, you have to have experience and with the experience comes knowledge. And with most jobs that I applied for, they wanted me to have a master's and that just wasn't for me to go back to school. So I had to come up with another plan. And that's when I thought about truck driving.
0: I know your daddy raised y'all, y'all uh, like tomboys.
1: <laughs> he did, because
0: <laughs> he mentioned that in the in his speech after the graduation, he, he raised y'all to be strong, independent women. Uh, so, so this is not necessarily a surprise to me because of that. <laughs> but how did you get to? And we're at a place, and this is a thing that I think that we as a people need to to think out of the box more about what the possibilities for us is. And that is another um, reason for the podcast is to give people other options because sometimes we're limited by our own experiences and what we've been, um, what we've seen or what we know. So the idea that we can do something outside of that doesn't necessarily appeal to us across our mind so uh, so how did you get to to that because there's a different long way from okay I can't I need a master's to be a psychologist to I'm driving trucks so so right. take us through the process a little bit
1: um, well, I recently met this new friend she's a girl and she was telling me how she was a truck driver and that before she even, started truck driving she knew nothing about trucks and like she knew nothing so she was telling me she was like go for it girl she was like quit your job i was like quit my job <laughs> she's like quit your job and do truck driving and she was just telling me how it was easy and it was a quick process and so i pondered on it for a few months and then one day i was just like okay i'm gonna quit my job and that's exactly what i did and i applied um I attended Roadmasters in Dunn, North Carolina. It's a six-week course. And within that six weeks, um, they have you licensed and ready to drive trucks. And that's what it was.
0: Okay. So how did your parents deal with you deciding to switch up like that?
1: (laughs) My mom, my grandma, they were not for it at all. I was like, why do you want to do that? It's so much more out here they wanted me to apply to the hospital and this that, and the third and nothing was like really coming through for me. So, and I told him this is what I wanted to do. And I stood on it. My dad, he was, he was so, so about it. He he was okay with it, but my mom, no.
0: (laughs) I know how she is. So that's why I was wondering. (laughs) (laughs) So you're in Georgia right now. So, what's your yes. longest run been so far, or do you have a, um, like a, a specific route yet? Or
1: right now, I do. I am in Lithia Springs, Georgia, right now, and my route is um, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Keysby, New Jersey. Oh wow! It, it's a dedicated. Um, it's a dedicated route, and I, I really love it.
0: So you're just not driving around the corner. You're, like, really driving, driving.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And I've made that drive from Atlanta to Charlotte, so that's a drive. It Uh, is.
1: Especially with all the difficult construction they have going on in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's really terrible trying to maneuver an 18-wheeler through there. Uh, But I managed to get it done. And
0: uh, the drive to... To New Jersey, that's what about six hours? How far? From Charlotte. From Charlotte, yeah. No,
1: it's about ten, I believe.
0: Okay, man, I had to tip my hat to you, even though I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what's been the the reaction of uh, everybody else to it? And has your mom oh. has your mom warmed up to it yet?
1: she has she's starting to come around um I guess she's seeing that the process is going pretty smooth for me so it's kind of she's kind of calmed down a little bit and my grandmom she's still not (laughs) for um they miss me a lot they're ready for me to come home but my mom she's she's adjusting quickly
0: yeah yeah that look with your with with our folks that's as much anything if they don't want you to be away from home right (laughs) But uh, the uh, and then, like I said, other people, you know, how's your sister adjusting to it? You guys being away from each other.
1: My sister, she's she's very proud of me for, you know, stepping out on faith because that's exactly what it was. i stepped out on faith. Um, But she misses me a lot. Um, She has to take care of all the bills at home. Um, We have a little puppy, she has to take care of him. and, And I kinda hate that I left her that big responsibility, but it'll be all for the better. Once I, you know, actually get on my feet and stable. And you know, I'll be able to come home every weekend. So she's holding it down. She misses me a lot, but she's holding it down.
0: So, so what, I mean, so what was the reaction of, have you had the reaction of the males in the class when you were taking the class, anything, any pushback in there?
1: I got a lot of looks like, what is she doing here? And then some of them were like, okay, this is what's up. You know, a girl, I was actually the only girl in my class while I was at Rome. I was the only girl. There were five other guys and I was the only girl. But we, there was no different. The same thing they did, I did. They didn't treat me any different.
0: So did you outdrive them? Is that what you're telling me?
1: I did. I, I I did. And not to boast and brag, but I really did. <laughs> they bragged on me for doing so good. So that that was a good feeling.
0: That's all them country roads between Plymouth and Grimesland. <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. If, for the people that don't know, if you grew up where we grew up, at there's not much past two two lane roads,
1: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> and some of them don't have a lot of shoulder to them either. No. So, are you going to talk your sister into? Uh, joining the the club or or what?
1: Actually, my sister and my first cousin on my dad's side, once they noticed that, you know, it was going well for me at the school and um, I was passing everything the first time and they were kind of leaning, you know, more towards following in my footsteps. But I I don't know what discouraged them. But now they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So they were for it at first, but now they don't want to do it.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully this will this will help boost them a little bit more. Uh, right. And uh, maybe encourage some more uh, women to step out on faith and, and try something new.
1: Right. And women are outnumbered by the men in this industry because most women don't consider this a... Uh, uh, career path for them, um, but and mainly it's because they say it looks very hard or it's difficult to maneuver an 18 wheeler, but, and I felt the same way before I started, but really it's just like driving a big car, and you just have to make wider turns. is it's really nothing to it. Okay,
0: because we, we have some truckers in the we have quite a few truckers in the family, uh, mm-hmm. that are just thinking about it. So, you just happen to be the first woman in the family to do it, and again, <laughs> I am proud of you for doing it and for stepping out on faith. So, what's in the future? What's, what's the future looking like for you?
1: Um, to be honest with you, trucking isn't in my future, this was just something to have under my belt, something else to have under my belt. Um, I'm a person where I want to have experienced a lot in my life and this is just one of those experiences. Um, In my future, I plan to own my own beauty supply store. That's what I truly want. I want to have my own beauty supply store. And I feel like, you know, driving trucks was an easy way to make money. So, if it works out well,
0: that's that's my plan in the near future. Okay, um, one of my friends just posted this afternoon, uh, showing her job that she makes a lot of money at, that she's using to build her build up for her dreams. And
1: really?
0: Yes. Like when I sent you that text message to say to get your email. Like I looked online Mm -hmm. and she had posted that. And I actually said thank you to her for posting it. Wow. So sometimes we we have to do that. Um, You're 26, you said. I am. When I was 26, I'm trying to think of what I was doing. Because (laughs) like you, I wanted to try so many different things. Uh, And, you know, people will make fun of me sometimes about all of the different things that I've done. But life is about experiences and uh, because of my experiences, I'm able to help a multitude of people get to where they want to go because a lot of it I've already been through, or I know how that process works. And then, um, or I know somebody that does it My my yeah. biggest people piece of advice to people is to talk to other people because you never know who might be that person that has the key to do what you're trying to do. Right. Um, so, and the beauty supply store is an excellent, excellent. Uh, I want to invest <laughs> in idea because we spend so much, we spend so much money in actually in that field. So you know, the two things that didn't didn't that uh, didn't decline during the Great Depression. Take a wild no, guess.
1: Really. The beauties of
0: b- Beauty's beauty.
1: <laughs> and, and alcohol. Males. And alcohol. Alcohol.
0: Yes. So those two things. So when a depression hit, those two things don't dip. What women will do is they'll extend out how long it takes them to get their hair. So instead of going four to six weeks, they'll go six to eight weeks. But what? they're still going to get their hair done. You know that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> So one of, cause one of the other things I did is that I used to manage a salon and spa.
1: Really?
0: Yes. I had 19 and a half women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So and so I've seen that industry. I know that industry well. Uh, I did it for about five years, and I was a massage therapist for almost 20 years. So I was in the industry, in this, in the industry around the industry for that long. Uh, and again beauty supply always worked and the most expensive thing that we did was hair weaves
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and they like to make fun and make it act like seem like black women are the only ones that get extensions no 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 that's a lie because <laughs> white women get extensions too I know yeah
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> I bought a lot of hair for white women. So I'm just going to put that out um, there. So y'all know.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm glad to know that. But so now I can get some advice from you when I'm ready to start my beauty supply store.
0: Always. And <laughs> this is what I try to tell my folks, even though they usually don't listen is if you're going to do something, I don't have all the answers, but you might want to at least ask me. 'Cause I might be able to help you out or give okay. you some give you some parameters around what you want to do. And like I said, and if I don't know, I know somebody who does it. Right. That's almost guaranteed. Cause that circle is that big. I know somebody mm-hmm. that does it. Um so twenty six, man. Like I said, so much. There's so much sense that you have to look forward to and don't limit yourself to mm. what you can and cannot do. Uh, I always say, find out what you're saying no to before you say no to it.
1: And I'm glad you said that because my fleet manager has been asking me you know about what account I want to go with and right now I have a I have an account that I'm with. But I don't think I want to do that account. And she's been trying to get me to do 48 states. And I was not for that at all. And I wanted to be regional so I can, you know, be home every weekend. And then you say, don't limit myself.
0: So uh, I might change my mind now. Try it before you say no to it. Okay. That's... That's what I'll tell you. And it may may not be for you, but it's always going to be in the back of your mind. I wonder what that would have been like. Right. And then, like I said, you might do it and you may fall in love with it. Because you might get to see more of the country. Right. Uh, You know, I know y'all keep be whizzing through parts of the country and you might, you don't necessarily get to really see it, see it. But you'll you'll mm-hmm. see some places, and then you'll be like, okay, I want to go back and see that for real, uh, right? Because I drove across the country four times, and then I was like, okay, I want to see, I like when I went, I was like, okay, I've been through this place, this place, and this place. I want to go back and see it, and so I took six weeks and drove around the country to different spots. That's how I know that drive from <laughs> from Atlanta to Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So college, HBCUs um, I'm big on education even if you don't use it later uh, and this the other thing is that I was in the military, nobody I was in the military with, I won't say nobody, but most of the people that I was in the military with don't do what we did when we joined the military so a mm-hmm. lot of people that are got a degree they don't necessarily do what they went to school for and that's fine it is a way of opening a door for you so remember that uh and then uh i know your sister's watching so remember that in whatever you're trying to figure out that you're doing that it's a way of opening a door for you so you can move forward uh so don't get stuck just to get stuck so uh Do you want to go back to doing anything in psychology or no?
1: Not at all. (laughs) Originally, when I first um, started college, my degree, my major was in biology. I wanted to become a neonatal nurse. But the classes that I had to take, they just weren't working out for me. Um, Like biology and chemistry I just couldn't seem to get past those. So that's when I switched to psychology and psychology was a breeze. Like the classes were easy to me and I was passing everything with A's and B's. And that's how I got my degree in in psychology. Boom. Um, if I were to go back to school, I think I would want to be a dental assistant or something of that nature.
0: Okay. That means you're going back to psychology. I mean, the biology and, and chemistry again, <laughs> just the FYI. Um,
1: really? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it, it it And it is a field that is, uh, is needed and it pays really well. Um, one of my friends who actually lives in South Carolina now, she went to school for that. So that's how I know that. Uh, I drove her from, we drove from Sacramento to, um, syracuse new york for her to go to dental school or dental assistant school because they didn't offer pro the the program here was full and Mm -hmm. there was a program i think in washington state and then there was the one in syracuse that she got into so we moved her from here to there uh okay so uh but yeah if you decide that you want to do that that's it uh and then um I hope your boss isn't watching this, but here's the other thing. You could also start a trucking business of yourself later on.
1: My brother, he wants me to do that, but I have to, I have to want that. And right now it's just, that's a lot of responsibility Right. that I'm probably not ready for right now. I mean, it probably could be done. But that's just not my heart's desire right now.
0: Yeah, you're 26. I may be able. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I may be able to manage having a beauty supply store and owning trucks. So I don't know. We'll see.
0: Don't limit yourself, girl. You got to have a couple of streams of income. (laughs) And don't get me on your brother because I got a bone to pick with him. We'll talk about that one off air. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah they said don't don't limit yourself you have a couple of streams of income coming in and you know you the thing that i love about you you and your sister and actually your family is how much you guys spend time together uh and your dad is i love your dad even though i get his name wrong all the time
1: (laughs) everybody does
0: (laughs) uh matter of fact he sent me a text on father's day so you you know uh but just think about, and this is one of the things that we don't think about enough is that we can do business together and we can make moves that'll help all of us if we can pull pull together. And you guys like each other enough that you could actually pull it off. That's the problem, is that a lot of times, and I say this about and and this ain't the first time I said this, like I love everybody in the family. I don't like all the motherfuckers, but I love them all.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you can pull together as a family and get whatever you want to do, get done, done because you guys pull for each other that way. Your right. mom, your dad, you know, your brother, even though he keeps he be selfish. Sometimes he loves you to the death. Uh, yeah, he does. And I want to pop him in his shorts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, um, let me see. Like I say, in the other part, it, like I say, you're 26. You're about to go to Cancun. Have some fun. Yes. Remember that, <laughs> so remember that keep enjoying yourself. You're about that. You're about two years away from your brain being fully developed. And then you'll be like a really full grown adult. And then, you know, you can make some moves, make some real decisions, some real world decisions then. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just keep experiencing life. All right. Don't get arrested in Cancun because I don't know anybody down there to get you out of jail. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) No, we're not going to do that.
0: Please don't. (laughs) It might let you out for a couple of pesos, but don't do it. Don't, don't test that theory and don't drink the water. Okay. Don't drink the water. Bottles, everything. Okay. All right. All right. I don't want to see, look, I don't want to see the Instagram story of somebody being on the beach Sick. <laughs> I already watched that last week on Famous Person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so well, talk about your experience at uh, Elizabeth City State a little bit just so you know people can get an idea who haven't been to an HBCU of what that's like
1: right so originally when I graduated high school in 2013 I attended Shawan University for two years and that was becoming a bit expensive because it's a private school and it's dominantly white. So that was becoming a bit expensive um, for my sister and I, for my parents, you know, who were paying monthly plus the the 10. And so that's when we decided to transfer to Elizabeth City State University. And that was the best decision we ever made. Because at Shawan University, we, you know, I would hear about um, my former classmates from high school getting refund checks and I'm like what is that what is a refund check and so and so when we transferred to Elizabeth City State University we started getting refund checks and it was also hard for us to get a job um, at Schwine University because it was a small community it's a small community um, located in Muffinsboro North Carolina And there's not many stores down there. So it was very hard for us to get a job. So when we moved to um, Elizabeth City, um, we started getting refund checks. Both of us got jobs. um, And my dad, he was so good. Like He he supplied both of us a car to drive while we were in college. And because we had different jobs. I was a cashier at Dollar Tree. And my sister was... um, uh, she was so she kind of maneuvered all around the store. So she worked at Hobby Lobby, and it just so happened we worked right beside each other. Like Dollar Tree was right here, and Hobby Lobby was right here, but you know, we still had we still drove our separate cars to work and so, And um, that was that was a good experience with Elizabeth City. We attended more events, um, it was more. At Chihuahua University, we really didn't know anybody. Um, but at Elizabeth City State University, that was kind of like a homeschool because everybody that I graduated with in high school attended Elizabeth City State University. So like we knew more people and it, it was it was a fun experience. We got to stay in the suites. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a pretty it was a nice experience.
0: Uh, talk about your, your your dad a little bit. Uh, one of my biggest thing, big, uh, big things is, um, the idea, the fact that black fathers don't get enough credit. Uh, and part of the reason, like I wanted to come watch you two graduate. And then I also wanted to be able to capture him and his support for you guys and to talk to him about being a father. So talk to, talk to us about your dad, uh, and how much his how much he supports you and what that means to you. Cause like I said, it just I don't think black fathers get enough shine. And that's not to try to take anything away from black mothers, cause uh we will kill for our mothers, but our fathers might get twenty dollars every now and then.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Um growing up, we were in my sister and I were in a two parent home. Um, my parents will especially my dad. He was very supportive. Um, even when it came to the basketball games, he was there at the basketball games, including my mom, but we're talking about my dad. He was there at the basketball games, um, the softball games. And, um, what was it? I think I was in about the seventh grade when my dad had a bad accident on his job. And that accident Began to limit him and the things he were able to do around the house, like as far as cut grass, go on top of the roof to, you know, maybe, you know, patch a shingle up or something like that, or um, going under the house to fix a leak or, you know, just anything. And that's when me and my sister stepped in. We was like, okay, you know, you've done so much for us. Why not return the favor and? do for you as you can't do for yourself so that's what we did and it 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 all began in 2007 when he taught us how to trim edges he taught us how to go on top of the roof he taught us how to go under the house and like anything a man know how to do I know how to do he taught us how to change oil in the car some of everything like I know how to do some of everything and it's all because of my dad he has really been there. Even in college, he came to the softball games, and um, for our high school graduation, he bought us a car. And um, when we got in, Elizabeth City, when we got to Elizabeth City State University. He bought us another car because you know we couldn't share anymore. So my dad has really been there, and to this day, he's still there. Like, um, say if. Uh, my old car, it it had a lot of problems. So one day, um, it ran hot on me, and I was all the way in Greenville. And all I had to do was call my dad, and he was on the way, like just like that. Like my dad, has, he's my he's my number one supporter.
0: Yeah, if you called him in Georgia, he'd be like, "Okay, give me a, about ten hours, I'll be there."
1: He would. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he really would.
0: So, um, and then I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble next time I come home, or I don't want to get a text <laughs> message after I get off of here. Uh, I know, um, and uh, I love my sister to death. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about her support, and, and and like and again, you know, the other part of the stereotype is black women are single moms, and you know there are no two family black homes. But that's not the case in our family for the most part, so that's mm-hmm. that was the other part of the, my reason for wanting to dispel that myth because I'm like, wait a minute, that's not really what's going on all the time you know and those that doesn't get enough shine so so talk about your mom and what she means to you guys.
1: My mom is my best friend, and she knows it. Uh, you know how you see on Facebook where they be like your mother isn't your best friend it's not supposed to be that way but yes my mom is my best friend we call her sis <laughs> yes and she she's oh my god she wants to keep up with us so bad and that's with the dress and the eyelashes everything she's she word me
0: <laughs> I talked to her I talked to her Saturday and Irish was doing her eyelashes so that's so
1: funny <laughs> like girl how can you wear eyelashes you don't even not put them on say yes i love her to the death of me um she's been very supportive also um even when i was in roadmasters driving school and because with roadmasters they require you not to have a job while you're in school because they take away from the credit hours you're supposed to be getting so I had to quit my job, and I was in school for six weeks with no income. My mom, my sister, my dad, all of them were there. Even my grandma and my brother, like it, they were there for me, and I really appreciate them. And I was like, you know, when I make it to the top, I promise, you know, those will be the main ones who I, you know, bless. And so, yeah, they they were real, they were real supportive, and to this day, like I'm I'm now. Now that I'm working, I've been working for about three weeks now. And I'm, you know, my income is starting to come in. But my mom, she still looks out for me. And she asks me, Am I good? Always and I tell her, I tell my mom, I'm good. And she'll still send me a cash app. So yeah, she's she's really been there.
0: That is beautiful. Again, that's yeah. why I say you guys as a family could do something. I'm not I'm not pushing it. I'm just saying that, right. you know, if y'all figured out what the right thing was, I think y'all mm-hmm. could, you know, make something happen. Yeah. Know. So um, I'm not going to hold you too long because I know you don't like being on camera and you don't like talking in front of people. <laughs> but you have been a wonderful guest. And I knew you would talk once you started talking. Right. <laughs> um, anything that you want to plug? Usually I usually do this uh, as a commercial time. Uh, mm-hmm. So anything you want to plug, anything you want to say, anything, any oh, advice that you want to give to, you know, someone who may be watching or listening about following their dreams or their own path. Yes.
1: Especially for the women, the women, cause, because, because my photo of me in my truck that I posted on Facebook about a week ago, I've seen a lot of women who were commenting and they were like, oh, this is my dream. You are inspiring me, this, that, and the third. Well, um, I'm here to say, okay, um, you do have to step out on faith, especially if, well, first you have to find the school that will allow you to continue to work while you're you know, training for your CDLs, but most schools, don't allow you to do that, but step out on faith. But first make sure you're financially stable to do so and go for it. Like if that's what you want to do, go for it. Don't be, don't say, okay, you rather try it and experience it than to say, Oh, I wish I would have done that. So I'm going to say, go for it. And if you need any advice or any Motivation or encouragement. I'm here. Right. My Facebook is Bass Night Shamika, and if you have a question or or just anything, I want to talk about it. I'm just message me. I'll be happy to help and share any information.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> um, thank you, Shamika, and then um, so we're gonna bring this show to a close. Um. Two things before I go, um, you know, COVID's been hitting a lot of people hard uh, in this last, I mean, every day. Uh, the Sacramento community lost an angel last week in um, Miss Dana Maisha. She was um, probably one of the sweetest people that I've ever met uh, in this life. And it's one of those times where you say, don't, you shouldn't question God. But I, I mm-hmm. question why people like her leave us with when, when they're doing such great works. Um, she ran a, a bookstore at the, um, African marketplace at Florence square. Um, she ran a kids, uh, uh literacy club for black boys on Friday nights. Um, mm-hmm. and she was doing a lot of work in the community and she's going to be missed. Uh, I needed to, to, to give her a shout. Um, is, Sacramento really, lo- really lost to angels. So uh, there's that. And then um, next week's show will be um, my cousin, who is an author now. So I'm going to talk to somebody from my mother's side of the family. Um, okay. So she is an author, she has um, a bunch of programs under her belt. She is an amazing person, Miss Keisha Guilford. So she will be uh, next week's guest. Um, and I'm sorry, you guys, for the delays in the shows. There's been a lot going on with uh, myself personally, with uh, my buddy whose studio I use. So thank you, Nate Darling, whose face you guys see on the screen behind me. Thank you for uh, mm-hmm. use of the studio. Uh, if you guys are in Sacramento and you want to do a podcast, come check out Ms. Uh, Darling New Media. And then also I want to give a shout out to my buddy, um, Kevin Fontana, who helped me with the show closing music. Uh, so uh, I will see you kids next week. And thank you guys for tuning in. And again, this is Reclaiming the Image.Black. We are not a monolith, but we are one. Here we go.